Is it wrong that I'm already excited for Christmas, Marie? Yes, Jodie, it is, yes. It's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. So today we've got uh, Joe Doherty, who works for Outward Bound. Now, you might remember our podcast episode about Outward Bound before, where we talked about technology and how to kind of remove kids from technology and help them join Outward and Outdoors. Um, Joe is a learning and adventure manager, which is the coolest job title in the world. Uh, what does that actually mean, Joe? What, what's your day-to-day job? My day-to-day job is supporting our instructors to get the mm. most out of the young people and impact them as much as possible through something we call learning through adventure. So we're trying to give the young people uh, life skills, trying to improve mm. their resilience, determination, teamwork, leadership, you name it. We're trying to do that through adventure. Um, yeah. So we're trying to take the learning outside the classroom, essentially. And I work with 10 to 12 instructors in my line team. Some of them are instructors, mm-hmm. some of them are senior instructors who go out to schools, visit them, or act as like a course director for 10, 11 groups from the school. And mm-hmm. I get out with those instructors, support their practice, give them oh, pass out so they can run certain activities. But mostly it means I can get out with young people as well and see what's going on on the ground and influence mm-hmm. things at a centre level yeah. um, and not just run groups week in, week out. So, so what yeah, sort of activities would they do, kind of? Oof, what? Uh, a lot of things, yeah. So, <laughs> What's the coolest thing they get to do? Oh, that's going really, oh, to really tickle my biases now. Some people <laughs> listening to this might not agree with me. But I think we do an amazing job taking young people uh, doing grade two scrambling, we call it, which is where wow. we take people um, up a mountain and we yeah. rock climb up a pitch and then we untouch them for the rope and say right sit there chill out enjoy this view whilst we bring the next lot of them up and we sort of leapfrog up the mountain yeah. whilst being on ropes and navigating around and summiting some of these mountains like Trivan, Snowdon, Glitterback, wow. Cadaridris like it's just a phenomenal way to move really yeah. fast and light up through the mountains but then the other side of it I think going on our cutters which is like a Mm. very old style of sailing boat where you need about 12 people to sail it you can't sail it by yourself that's awesome like gets everybody involved they have to work together otherwise they just end up on the sand and get very frustrated (laughs) um or they get terrified they're just gonna head out to the irish sea so it's (laughs) it's fantastic activity of getting young people out on a boat in the thick of it big waves Mm. or uh, yeah. lots of wind rustling around them lots of noise and moving all these sails around running around the boat I think it's just class it's just brilliant yeah. so yeah those two things I think are great that sounds fantastic and uh, today we're kind of thinking about mental health which obviously has been in the news recently with kids attendance and kind of people struggling get back to school post-covid um, how do you think outdoor activities improve people's mental health I think it improves young people's mental health by giving them a chance to get away from it all. So, you know, the amount of young people that come to Outbound now who are talking about the pressures they face at school, so whether that's they need to perform at a level they're trying to get into for an apprenticeship or to get into college or to look at university. And then you've got things at home as well. So Mm. they might be, you know, they might have aspirations they're wanting to do but that's giving them pressure at home and then 
social media as well mm. we know that is massive in our young people are yeah. facing right now having to feel like they've got to conform they've got to be mm. of a certain standard or within a certain clique i think that's really hard for young people um mm. and it gives them a chance to breathe gives them a chance yeah. to slow down and take a breath it's very similar to us the way i speak to teachers about it or mm. donors is that you know when you go on holiday you're really looking forward to that holiday and you relax and yeah. you chill right out and you can think about things and I think getting young people outside and getting them away on these weeks mm. of, away at an outdoor residential center gives them that chance to flourish and just breathe yeah. you know, the amount of times young people will tell us that god i feel so relaxed right now or <laughs> i can't wait to get home because actually i've had a great idea about wanting to do this or i'm actually going to talk to my mum about not going to football because really i'm not enjoying it that much and i've yeah. had time to realize it actually i want to go do boxing or i want to go do yeah. yoga or something like that i oh, think wow. it's really powerful and when they're doing these activities mm. um I think maybe we might have all been rock climbing or all been canoeing or yeah. something like that at one point in our lives. You're quite focused on that in, that mm. thing you're doing, generally because you might be terrified of doing it. So, you know, young people, when they're yeah. abseiling or they're going hill walking on expedition, they're very much immersed in what's happening. And some young people will definitely come back and say, I can't believe that all I thought yeah. about was that for eight hours I didn't think about social media I didn't think about yeah. what to wear at school today I didn't think about what I'd have to say to my mates today or whether I'd upset someone or be they'd still be friends with mm. me I just thought about that and that's amazing I think that those sort of things really help young people to have mm. tactics in their real lives yeah. back at home to deal with their mental health so yeah I think it, it really helps just give them time to breathe and find themselves a bit to be in a group to go to outward bound no or is there like so when during educational term so mm. any school yeah, educational yeah. term um so say september to middle of july or early july we'll work with schools and then mm. come middle of july all the way through till start of september we will work with um individuals so we call it courses for individuals or summer adventures so that's right. something i lead on locally in abu dhabi Ogwin. so young people can come from get referred from a school they could just book online um they don't have to come with their mates they can come all by themselves mm. we got a lot of international students uh, or students young oh, people coming as well because outbound is global you know there's yeah. uh, a lot of outbound centers across the world and for some young people, it's a rite of passage. So we get mm. a lot of young people from the Netherlands, um, particularly because they're, I don't know what it is over there. Same with Monaco, <laughs> actually, as well. As they Their parents feel like, right, you need to go on an outbound course and yeah. it will right. really help you. So, yeah, we get lots of people in the summer come as individuals. So mm. They don't just have to come with a school. So, Joe, what kind of challenges do instructors face with students who might not be used to the great outdoors? So... I've been at Outward Bound for nearly nine years now. And over those nine years, I've seen a trend increasing in anxiety and stress in mm. young people coming to our courses. And that's mm. of all ages, all backgrounds. Doesn't matter whether mm. uh, you're in private schools or you're um, in like your local educational authority. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's the anxiety and stress of the unknown. 
I think, in mm. particular. We're seeing more yeah. people with panic attacks written on their medical forms, yeah. um, you know, self-harm, all sorts of depression. Yeah. And it's real. It's not um, they're putting labels to it. It is real. These things yeah. are yeah. happening to these young people and we need to support it. But the reason why... I believe we're seeing these things and it's just anecdotally picking up what we've seen mm. on the ground is mm. that they're living in a world of much less uncertainty. You know, they know that they can message someone and they'll message them back yeah. really quickly. They can yeah. buy things really quickly and it will arrive within a day or two max. Um, yeah. They fully understand how their world is going to work and is orchestrated what they're doing at school, what they do after school. Mm, um, you yeah. know, they can find things out about anything on YouTube, which is fantastic. And they can yeah. understand it in its greatest depth, but stick them on the mountain and say, we're walking up that hill for a couple mm. of days, carrying your own food yeah. uh, is really tough. It's so uncertain. Mm. You can't watch mm. a YouTube video on what <laughs> determination feels like, what resilience yeah. feels like, what, uh, you know, being exhausted feels like it, mm. it, it is unknown to young people. So that manifests itself into stress and anxiety, like quite severely for some young people. Yeah. And we're spending more and more time with these young people before we going out with them going right you will feel really bad at one point today you will feel mm -hmm. really low and that's okay well how's that okay yeah. how is that meant to be okay well it's very similar to other things in real life mm. and we're supporting yeah. you to understand that now and so that you can work through your anxiety and your stress and that's okay to have those things and here's some tactics to support mm. you so i think that's the things that we're observing uh from young people that don't have as much access to the outdoors is yeah. an increased level of that and particularly since covid as well definitely yeah, yeah i was gonna say do you think kind of since covid and that because you're saying that people so much in their world is more certain i guess that then makes it harder to deal with the uncertainty that's inevitably there you know the things like well climate change and any day now teachers might just shut the schools again because of covid or crumbling concrete or because I don't know it's too blue um do you think kind of post-covid that connection with nature is even more important oh yeah absolutely um I was with an instructor not that long ago gave a really good demonstration mm -hmm. to a group of us of why um that connected to nature this is so important you know if you think about maybe when I was a kid um if I drew a circle around my house I probably had a five to ten mile radius where I mm. could play and as long as I was yeah. back before dinner and I could yeah. hear my mum from 10 miles away, you know, you, <laughs> as long as I was back, I was okay. And I could explore yeah. the little suburbs of what was going on. I could ride my mm. bike around these areas and I would get lost mm. and I would have a, yeah. an adventure where I was uncertain of the outcome. Absolutely. Yeah. Then you take mm -hmm. what's happened to our young people these days. Mm. Um, I'm speaking quite broadly, but that five, 10 miles is more like a mile maximum yeah. because mm. of living in a very urban area it's not safe in mm. some places it's yeah. not okay yeah. to walk around in different suburbs different parts of where you live it's not a good idea to do that at all yeah. and then you go to covid where mm. that was maybe five meters yeah. max mm. if you were lucky yeah. to have that size garden or you could yeah. walk around your block so all of a sudden we've reduced the comfort zone of young people right down mm. very very smallly mm. uh smallly good word joe um very <laughs> small and um i think therefore it's really important post covid 
that we show them that there's more to the world mm. than what they're aware of. You know, if you put a goldfish in a small fish tank, it will only grow as big as the fish tank, won't it? We need yeah. to make them yeah. aware and change their perception that there's more out there. And yes, yeah. it might not be safe in your environment to go further afield. And that's something we can't change that outward bound, but we can give them the knowledge that there is places you can go to and there's more to mm. the world than just a little part of Solihull or a little part of Croydon. Yeah. There is more to the world and it's important that we get them exposed to nature so they can feel like, oh, actually, there's a lot of cool things to do in Britain mm. and I can find some headspace out in this forest or in this mm. mountainous area. But if they can't get to that, they can do that at St. James's Park. You know, there's... Yeah. They can get it in other ways. They just... It doesn't have to be Snowdonia or the Lake District or um, Scotland, like the Highlands, yeah. where yeah. So I think it's really important um, that we expose them more to nature. It's your own time you're wasting, so why not stick the kettle on, put your feet up, and have a cuppa? Ah, bliss. So obviously with Outward Bound you can introduce them to the big things with Snowdonia and Lake Street, the beach and all that other stuff. How can you do that on a smaller scale? Is it possible to kind of, you know, other than sort of bring a leaf into your classroom, how do you how do you get nature into day to day? How do you get outside? So I think that's a really good question and I don't think there's one golden ticket answer I oh, think no, with not. young even when young people come to Outbound um we try lots of different things with them and only one thing might mm-hmm. really get their attention or really hook them in mm. so I think things that teachers can do solos are a great mm. thing that we do at Outbound but you could do anywhere so what mm. we mean by solo is taking young people out of their normal environment whether that be a park Mm. a pond or a field spreading them out you know in Mm -hmm. their class or in the group of young Mm. people that you've got and going right you're gonna sit here without your mobile phone paper and pen for an undisclosed amount of time so you're not gonna tell them how long that is that might be 10 minutes it might be an hour Uh, for us we might do 18 or 24 hours um because we've got the capacity to do that but it doesn't Mm. matter that time on that uncertainty and that um you know not a pre-planned outcome is really Mm, powerful as young people you don't know what they might do they might sleep for an hour they might doodle for an hour they might have Mm. that time to really reflect and think about what's going on and especially that for themselves is really really powerful that's something i Mm. definitely recommend teachers can do in lots of different places and lots of different areas around the school or in an urban environment Mm. i think something Mm. else that's really powerful for young people is just going on an adventure so when mm. we talk about adventure out bound, we generally mean something that has doesn't have a set outcome so we don't know mm. what the outcome is it might not be okay. an adventure for an instructor because we want to mm. know the outcome but for the young people they are uncertain of what's going to happen and therefore mm. it's a true yeah. adventure now we typically think of that being in the mountains or being yeah. in the sea or being in a river mm. or a gorge but you could do those things in your local area you know we yeah. could yeah you can drive them out get a bus somewhere and go right we're gonna navigate back to school and mm. you're gonna work as a team to do that and for oh, some of yeah. them if you take their phones away obviously because google maps and <laughs> yeah. apple maps yeah. are brilliant mm-hmm. <laughs> you know take them somewhere where they don't know and go right mm. let's go have an adventure or we're going to try and cook on this trangia 
out in these woods and you're going to prepare the food they don't know how it's going to work it might be an yeah. absolute disaster that's okay <laughs> but they're having some sort of adventure and they're being immersed in nature and they're learning yeah. more about themselves in those uncertain moments and those unknowns than they are in the knowns at mm. times so i think things like that are really achievable uh for teachers to do and i take my hats off to teachers doing because you're more like yeah. doing with 30 young people rather than 12 which is what we're working with <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I, I think yeah those things are what i would suggest to go and do mm. definitely and i think that solo's thing it's that's very much doable and also added bonus can give teachers a bit of a break yeah. you know kind yeah. of just having just 10 minutes you know of just, just do what you want but not with your phone you know and that's yeah yeah still though I'm not sure how I mean I know this I'm playing devil's advocate here <laughs> but I'm not sure how you would justify that through the curriculum I mean this um, is and I think that's what a lot of teachers would be concerned about and I think that's very sad mm. And it's a sad state of affairs. Yeah, yeah um, I understand that. It's unfortunate. And, you know, at Alabama, we're not held by that sort of same governance. Yeah. We're no. there to give them a, an experience of uh, being out in wild places and immersing themselves in that natural environment. So I can totally yeah. understand why teachers would struggle to maybe justify that. And also, there's a bit of a culture of not doing it. And I used to take my classes outside quite a lot. And we used to do things like punctuation karate, um, which was, I mean, just hilarious. Yeah. But the other, the other teachers would be looking out of their window down at me like, yeah. what are you doing? You know, because there's such a culture of you are in a classroom and you will sit behind a desk. And I was teaching English as well, which is traditionally a very mm. academic subject. And there we all were doing karate on the grass. Yeah, People did think genuinely that I was off my head. I can remember a maths lesson um, vividly where we went outside because it was a really hot day and we were revising for a test. We were probably year nine, year 10. Mm. And he just sat us on the grass and said, well, you're revising for this test. Off you go. Like, you know how to advise. I'm here to ask mm. questions. You know, if you've got questions, I'll answer them. But I don't particularly remember many maths lessons because lessons are boring. Yeah, they all blur yeah. into one. Yeah. But I remember that lesson. I remember advising under a tree with my friends. Yeah. And there is something know. special about being outside. And I don't know what it is. Perhaps it's because we're evolved to mm. be outside and our brain recognises that. And I think feels... often young people as we were all young people once remember the hardest things in our lives you know we yeah. we yeah. talk about types of fun at outbound so type one fun is like you go do something like skiing let's say mm. skiing or riding mm. your bike or going to town it's fun at the time and it's fun afterwards so it's yeah. instant mm. fun uh and our young people are often used to instant gratification through the modern yeah. world and that's quite normal to them but type two fun is it's not fun necessarily at the time but it's very mm. rewarding afterwards so yeah. you think about you go going down a zip wire uh, which you said earlier you know that was terrifying for yourself mm, yeah. but then when you get down there oh that rush that you've done it is mm -hmm. great and going on the expedition you know the grind of being in the driving rain the wind yeah. uh eating cooking food out of a ration pack um yeah. putting your tent up sleeping underneath it uh when it's blowing around in the wind or what have you 
then you get back at it. You know, the amount of young people that complain and complain and complain, mm-hmm. I can't do this, sir. I can't keep going. Oh, this sure. is awful. I just yeah. want to be back at school. I'd rather be in the lesson right now, giving it all that. <laughs> but then at the yeah. end of it, when we deconstruct it and review mm. it, they were like, actually, I'm very proud of myself that I've done that. And I couldn't believe yeah. that yeah. I've done that. I still don't like it, Joe. I'm not going to do it again, but I really mm. enjoyed it. And yeah. that will stick in their brains. And I think, yeah. therefore, mm. that's why being outdoors having those experiences creates those more impacting memorable experiences so yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's and how do you do that sort of debrief at the end joe where they reflect and you take it apart and how do you do that with them so i think we go into it with an understanding that it's not they're not going to suddenly walk into this room and go you know what that was the best thing ever they're going (laughs) to walk into that room very much like Oh God, that I'm glad that was over. I'm not doing that again. We're not doing another two mm-hmm. days of that, sir. Like, can't make me do that. Oh, I just want to get into my onesie and watch TikTok or what have you. you know? <laughs> but that that's generally how the conversation starts. But mm. we're just let, allowing those young people to get that emotive response out and, yeah. in effect, tire their chimp out. Um, we've heard of the mm. chimp paradox yeah. before. Then that's something mm. that we might refer to. We're letting that chimp out. And then once that chimp's out we'll use a number of different ways to review it. So we use some theories and models. We might use um, like a comfort zone model and go, right, mm-hmm. mark with an X. Where were you at the start of exhibition? Were you in the panic stretch or comfort zone? And they mm-hmm. might mark it out on, I was in my panic zone. Where were yeah. you at this point on the hill? Well, I was in my stretch zone. What about when we put the tent? Oh, actually, I was in my comfort zone. And then we yeah. can review it and go, well, look at where you were on the first day and now look where you were at the end of the second mm-hmm. day. And yeah. you felt, actually... I could do that all again. But at the very start of the day, you were crying your eyes out. You were head mm. in hands. You could barely breathe. You felt like you were having a panic attack. And on the first yeah. couple of hills, you couldn't breathe in your own words. But then the last hill, which was bigger than all of them, you won't stop it. Yeah, you had to stop a couple of times, but that's fine. So that's how we then sort of deconstruct it. Yeah. But the most yeah. important thing of that process is then transferring the learning to something else because it's mm-hmm. great them having that experience. But if they aren't shown how that experience translates Mm. to things in real life then Mm -hmm. we're losing some of the learning there and the true value of it because we know for a lot of these young people they might not ever walk in the mountains again which is a shame but they might not they might not ever sail a boat again out at sea Mm. Mm. but what they can take from those experiences is how does that apply to their real life when they're applying for jobs and getting turned down and they're having Mm anxiety attacks on it they're getting really depressed about Mm. it they can go well actually it's not dissimilar to walking up a mountain with a big pack on my back I can keep going I can show grit I've got to pull myself through this and if Mm. I do it bit by bit I will get to where I want to get to and that's the sort of Mm. thing we will do with them is sit down and go right well how does this translate to what you want to achieve in your own life and rather than tell them that We'll get them to explore it and you know they might yeah. write letters to their younger selves so here's a bit of paper write a letter to mm. your younger self what would you tell yourself to do right now or mm. what's your uh traffic light system of your things you're going to keep doing the things you know yeah. you need to change the things you're going to leave behind out about these yeah. positive behaviors there's loads mm. of ways we'll review it that transfer is very key for us out bound mm. yeah it sounds really important that and i was going to say as well do you feel like that the um, young people need a top up every now and again but you were just saying that you know some of them might never do this again yeah. and so it was a really a one-time thing for them 
yeah, for some young people, that is the reality, which mm. is mm. really unfortunate. You know, I know, I think if we spoke to a lot of our friends and family, there will be yeah. those of us who have just done it that once. And I feel, you know, having some great success would be seeing some mm. young people in year seven and seeing them again in year 11. And we yeah. do have schools yeah. that come to Outerbound and bring all sorts of year mm. ranges to them. And you will see massive growth and development from mm. those young people yeah. coming from year seven to year nine and then like a sick form trip mm. they know the deal they almost know oh joe don't lie to me that water's gonna be freezing i've been here before like this <laughs> don't pull the wool over my eyes yeah. which can get quite challenging in other ways but yes i think getting young people out in these environments mm. as much as possible is really mm. important so topping it up whether that's at outward bound or somewhere else yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. it's very very important that we get um them out because obviously the you know recently i went to a theme park and i've been to a theme park in about eight years and i was mm-hmm. petrified someone yeah. loves heights don't like rides but that's just because <laughs> i haven't been in eight years and yeah. all of a sudden mm-hmm. that fear creeps back in those voices yeah. in your head so you know we need to keep on top of it and that's something that at school we would support teachers with of um you know it's much a week for the teachers it's for the young people about how yeah. can you mm-hmm. help keep this momentum going whilst you're at school joe thank you so much for talking to us every time i talk Indeed. to the guys from outward bound i'm like I want to go climb a mountain yeah <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> well you're always welcome <laughs> thank you i'm not going to to be clear I, I don't like climbing mountains i live five minutes in the peak district and i rarely go up hills <laughs> it's okay no. we'll ch- we'll change you it's all right <laughs> give us a week tell you what i'll go for a swim instead how's that yeah fantastic yeah we'll make a deal there <laughs> um if you want more information obviously google outward bound they're a massive organization with absolutely fantastic stuff um and also go back and listen to our first podcast about uh, mm. getting technology and outward bound and that was also absolutely fascinating um yeah. thank you so much for joining us joe Yes, thank you, Joe. That thank you very much for having me. Appreciate that. This podcast is proudly produced by Beyond. Please bear in mind the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of Beyond or Twinkle.